When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on a Live Nations Friday. Lucy Goosey edition of the Jeff Cameron Show. And it is great to have you on board. Thanks for listening if you are on 93.3 and of course if you're watching on War Chant TV. It is good to be with you as well. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. Welcome in. Let's get the uh, festivities going today. As uh, later on, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, set to join us as always, as well as, uh, of course, later in the show, we'll get to the picks with my mom. I think she won an overtime game against me last week and split, or else it would have been a sweepage. Yeah, the other game was not even close, but the, the overtime game... Huh. Yeah, that was the she the tr- Eagles and and Lions, I do believe, right? Then she yeah, picked, she yeah. tried to take Detroit again and thought that perhaps, um, maybe just maybe, uh, that um, they would emerge from their season long funk and win a football game. But it appears the opposite is true; they're going the other way. So we'll we'll find out. We'll find out. But uh, I'll get to wagers with her in the back half and all that good stuff. I got Lee Sterling's games here. Looking forward to it. Exhibition basketball as a reminder tonight. Uh, if you're going to look for something to do this evening around 6 o'clock, maybe after you get done watching the little happy hour show with myself and Corey Clark over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, you get you a, a tall, frosty, cold one, and then uh, make your way on over to the Civic Center and, and, and watch basketball. Yeah, it's free for all. TLC double C, sorry. It's free for all to go to this game, yes, and uh, you'll see it. I mean, I've got it on my Twitter feed. It'll be on the, the JCS feed momentarily, probably this break. But uh, there is a direct link because I, I don't know that they're taking cash donations at the door for the Aubrey Boyd Foundation, but tonight is Aubrey Boyd night, and, yeah. and Leonard talked about that yesterday. There is a direct link where you can support this most worthy cause uh, that is being circled around on social media. We will make sure to make that available to you should you wish to support an awesome foundation, the Aubrey Boyd Charities. Yeah, they've done it for years and years and years and years. Aubrey Boyd was a player here many moons ago, and unfortunately it was in a terrible accident that left him paralyzed. And uh, Leonard Hamilton and Florida State University have done a very good job of helping support him uh, and his many needs, obviously, after a a devastating crash like that. Uh, You can only imagine uh, the health issues that arise from that and the care needed. So that is always a good thing. And so if you can, whatever you can contribute, that's a good thing. And go on in there and enjoy basketball. Ham said yesterday on the show when talking with us that uh, no doubt he's going to try to play everybody he can. Uh, you know, you got some nicks and bruises out there. He, Ham never gets really into in- injuries. He saw he caught himself yesterday uh, when I brought up how healthy are they. And he said, well, we never, well, we have some, you know, he, he, he was about to say we never talk about injuries, Jeff. But then he thought, ah, Jeff's a good guy. I'll, I'll be more candid with him. We'll, we'll, we'll do the right thing here. And uh, admit that we've had some ankle turns here, strain there. 
He also talked about the flu, and that actually is something that, and I, and I don't think it was by accident. Man, that is a problem for Florida State Athletics right now throughout, well, really the university. Um, and we know how it is, man. You know, big Halloween, everybody has a good time. Somebody's got the flu. Yeah. Oopsie. Well, and you talk about density, population density. You know, with the way College Town is, there were three or four different places in town that you could go in our area, and it was evenly spread. But, you know, now that everybody pretty much lives on campus or within a walking distance of being able to go to a class, it's much different existence than you or I had at Florida State where you needed a car. Yeah, you, you needed a car. You don't really need one now. And there was never any parking, and so you just got a ton of tickets. Right. Yeah. Right. Was, well, at least I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true story. True story. Uh, that game, again, 6 o'clock. Yeah, you don't need it now. Everybody's right there together. Just yep. Do. That's what it should be. Uh, NAIA opponent in uh, Florida College tonight. They're in Temple Terrace, Tom. That's where they are. Did you know that? Temple Terrace? No, mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, they're in Temple Terrace. Uh, it is uh, the second of the two exhibition games for us. And um, then we open up the 31-game regular season next Wednesday night. So less than a week next Wednesday night on a Balls McWednesday. Of course it's Wednesday night. <laughs> always. Always. It's about me, Tom. I know. Sorry. Uh, I'm regretting, re- lamenting it, uh, as I often do during basketball season, because I do the golf show, which I love to do on SiriusX MPGA Tour Network. And it's fun to be with my man, Trey Jones. Uh, but we forever miss Wednesday night basketball games. You need to move that show. Yeah. I think that's what you need to do. Just move it to Thursdays. Petition, there, there's yeah. never any ACC basketball on a Thursday. Maybe you get a random holiday game here or there. But you should just talk to the bigwigs and be like, hey, you know what's better for us? So you guys shuffle what you need to shuffle. We're just going to go on on Thursday. I had an opportunity last week. I just renewed my contract with SiriusXM, and I could have said, guys, I'm about done with this. I love working for you. You're a wonderful company. It's been a good six years. Can you believe that, by the way? Um, I can. Yeah, six years. It's like... All at once it flies, but, I mean, where we met for lunch to go over the particulars as uh, Coach Trey mm-hmm. Jones was kicking the tires on it was in the neighborhood of the old station, you know, yeah, over true. by closer to campus. Yeah, yeah. we had a, uh, a productive lunch there. Uh, this will be... Yeah, we're going into, I guess, a full... It's six behind us into the seventh year now that on the air. Um, but, yeah, I should have said before I signed the deal, hey... No more of this Wednesday night stuff. We're moving the show. Trey, you cool with that? We're moving the show. It's going to be Tuesday nights. Right. Tuesday like, nights. You worry out. about traveling to all these sites yeah, for weekend tournaments. Yeah. Like, you know, that's your problem. <laughs> so, anyhow, they're going to play Penn. Uh, if you need to know, the uh, the Falcons have already played four games. They're 4-0, by the way. They've won by an average of 101-62. to They beat uh, Division II Mississippi College. Um, so, uh, so, no, wait, wait, wait. Do I have this wrong? I don't know. You no, know, I got it right. I got it right. I was looking at the numbers wrong. I'm it's an I, exhibition I, game. I don't care. I'm breaking it down, Tom. <laughs> uh, we'll see if Anthony Polite is out of street clothes and ready to play. He was in street clothes for game number one. So, I don't know. Hey, Eric Angel. How are you, buddy? Happy Libations Friday to you and yours as well. Go Knowles. I'm probably down for my... Yeah, that's good. Uh, lots of folks are excited on a Friday. Yeah, the TV announcements, I put that on the boards yesterday. From what we understand, and you know we have friends in the business uh, who might be able to get a leg up on mm. these things. Nooner is not Nooner is big plus money. A Nooner is big plus money for next weekend. You're looking at midday or nighttime, depending upon the way the chips fall. Now, six-day options are uncertain. That's why they're six-day options, and they just don't announce the kickoff the weekend before. But 
Yeah, midday to evening, depending upon what network this thing lands on, how um, enticing it is to ESPN executives will tell the tale between midday or nighttime. So if we lose, it's a noon game, and if we win, it's a night game. No, midday or night. Noon oh. game is big plus money. Big oh, plus money. It's a okay. big yeah, underdog. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. Minus money is actually on the night kick, and you might imagine that means that a certain network would grab it because you're not putting that on ABC. Not this Miami team. Not this Florida State team. Might be the conference network next weekend. We mm, shall see, though. Really? We shall see. Yes. Really? That's one of the two main options at this point. Wow. But six-day options protect themselves in case the whole landscape goes crazy this weekend and they just want to throw everything up to the sky. Uh, Terry wants to know if it's that cold today in Tallahassee. It looks like snow by the beanie Tom is wearing, and I've got a sweater on, too. Um, Tom tends to overdress for the, for the cool weather, I, which is odd to me, but he always has. Um, and he finds those clothes comfortable. I think I dare say, right? Yep. That's oh, what it is. Man, look yeah. at this thing. Are you kidding? Well, no, that thing's very comfortable, but I can't do the beanie unless it's really, well, really. Well, the, the beanie, this particular one, mm-hmm. when you spend as much money on any gear that has a Ryder Cup logo. You want to wear it. Uh, you're so going to find it. So if it's below 75, you're like, time for the beanie. Time for the beanie. <laughs> now, it's, I mean, it's a high of like 56 today, and it's cold, so it gets through the layers. So, But I'm not outside often enough to really warrant this. But this beanie wasn't 10 bucks, man, so I'm going to find some time to wear it. It's chilly. It's a little chilly. I got up, walked outside. It was raining this morning early. It was yep. nice and nipply. I went, all righty. Oh, we, nice we, and what now? Nipply. It was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. All right, so Florida State, NC State, I think if the full allotment of players that we rely upon uh, are available and good to go, we could have us a good game. Could have us a really good game, well into the fourth quarter, edge of your seat type stuff. If, in fact, some guys are down with the flu bug or we've had folks not be able to practice and and, and both of those things have already been admitted to by Mike Norvell, I'm not revealing secrets here, Uh, maybe not personnel, but he's talked about the flu bug going through the team. So you worry about that because this was already a tough matchup, but it's an extraordinarily tough matchup if you don't have all your guys and or the guys you do have are not at full strength. Uh, NC State doesn't tend to make mistakes. They just don't make a lot of mistakes. They make you earn it. And in order to earn it, given Florida State's weaknesses, they're going to need all hands on deck. I am knocking on wood that that is the case, that everybody is good to go, because this is a winnable game if, in fact, uh, you stay in it early and, and you get into that second half. NC State has been pretty average on the road, period. Uh, they've been a much better home team than road team. Uh, they average far fewer points on the road than they do at home. A lot of teams do that. I'm just pointing out that they, they, they're there to be gotten a little bit on the road, and this team has certainly been able to reach back and find a little something to compete with teams that, frankly, uh, have uh, deeper and better personnel in a lot of areas. So that's one of the things that I find most commendable about this squad is they have not wavered in their effort week to week, even when things were going terribly wrong. So I do expect them to show up, is my point. I do expect them to not go through the motions. Now, again... How uh, weathered and beaten down are they, both mentally and physically? You won't know until you get out there and you start watching warm-ups and you see this guy's available, this guy's not available, this guy's in street clothes, this guy's ready to go. And you won't know until we get early in a game and they, they face some adversity, how do they respond? But again, I would think in terms of preparation and, and being where they're at in the mental state, I, I think they'll come out fighting because that's what they've been this year, a team that... Not always good, but certainly fights. So, 
Yeah, if you force a turnover, throw a celebration because uh, NC State's only turned the ball over as a team six times this year. That's it, six. And their quarterback, Devin Leary, hasn't thrown a pick since week two, the final play in desperation against Mississippi State. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it. He's a good player. The situation where he throws a pick against USF, that game's in no danger at any point. That was week one. Week two, desperation, fourth down heave against Mississippi State. He hasn't really thrown a legitimate interception this year in a game where where it's in the balance. So if you do so tomorrow, that would be the first time it's happened to NC State this year. Only four other turnovers, too. You know, I do think, Tom, you got to win red zone here, but I do think uh, Florida State's corners have come up and tackled. Yep. They've yep. really come up and tackled lately. That's They've been physical pretty much all year long. They haven't always been good, but they've been physical. And they'll come up and hit you in the run game. And if you keep it underneath and you keep it, you know, you keep, you know, you avoid the big play, let's say that. All right. Okay. All right. Tackle. Wrap up. Yeah. Hold them to field goals. Let's go. Yeah. What they've got in, in terms of the way they attack more mannish principles, I, like we play kind of sort of man it's certainly not like a hardcore tampa two or, or cover three scheme right so we play a little bit more man principles where we match we have to we can't yes. play our zone is terrible uh, correct well it's because of the middle of the field correct it's because of that second level you correct. just can't do it i keep i just beat that drum over and over and over again it drives me nuts they like to throw those little flares and bubble screens but the one thing he does poorly is he'll telegraph the hell out of that and we like to get downhill anyway like that's where i look for opportunities Blow to create negatives right yeah. you Blow know it up second and nines, or, or maybe even you tackle them behind the line of scrimmage. Other than that, though, they like to go, if you're in man coverage, they love the RPO game, they love to create rubs. Like They do all of these things really well with all their receivers. Mm-hmm. And they understand, they're smart receivers. they got big, strong receivers, one who really likes to drop the ball, but nonetheless yep. is big and strong. Uh, and then, of course, they're physical in the run game. They haven't run the ball well lately, and I doubt they run the ball well tomorrow against our front four. So there, there is some hope here. Yeah, Bam Knight has actually been pretty bad the last two weeks. Which is uh, odd because I like him as a player. I do too. He's really tough. Person, the junior, has had better weeks, and he's more of their chunk play guy. Uh, in every game but one, he's got to run for 17 yards or more. In five different games this year, he's got to catch for over 10, 15 yards. I forget what the benchmark was. I wrote it in third and lang today. But he's the guy who can grab yardage in chunks. Bam Knight is the bruiser. He's the guy that if they decide we're going to run the ball 30 times today, well, you would expect Bam Knight to get you know 18 to 20 carries. <laughs> but the thing is that Bam in the last two weeks is averaging just over two yards a carry. One of those games is against Miami, who hasn't stopped the run all season long. So I found that kind of alarming. If this is a sloppy track tomorrow, given it's damp out there all day today, it's going to be raining on and off into tomorrow, and it's going to be that cold kind of, uh, you know, it could be slippery on the on the grass here in Florida, like you might actually be looking at a bit of a slop fest, and that would big time favor Florida State. I root for every game to be a mess because we're a run oriented team, and I, you know what, I want to take the opposing team's passing game away because I love our front four. So let's go wet field. Let's get to that. Let's let's have it be miserable. Absolutely, uh, I rooted for that up in North Carolina, as you recall, and yep. and you know, and bottom line is uh, Florida State wants to mitigate the disadvantages they have. And I do think that most of the time, inclement weather, slippery fields, slop fests benefit Florida State greatly compared to uh, most of their opponents. Uh, most of our opponents actually have some semblance of a passing game. So yeah. uh, if that gets taken away with weather and wind, that's that's a good thing. And the thing about this kid is he can make all those throws. It doesn't mean he does you know every throw consistently. Every time he wants to make a throw, he can. But if you look at the repertoire, back shoulder fade, got it. Deep post down the field, got it outside the numbers. Deep shots, yes. 
He understands curl flat if you're playing zone. Like everything that you need in a college quarterback to do, Devin Leary can do, and he doesn't turn it over all that much. The good news is, even though he scored a 17-yard rushing touchdown against Miami, it was on a quarterback draw, I'm sure it, it, it worked because Miami was like, what the hell is this? He can't run the ball that well. So this is the first time in a while playing in the ACC where you say, oh, this guy's more of a statue. So if the front four can get on him, then you might be able to bring him down for multiple sacks. He's a strong kid, though. I will say that if they design runs for him, you do have to come up and tackle. That's a big, strong kid. Yeah, 6'1", 215. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying he's thick. He's a, he, yeah. If you look yep. at his lower half, he's a strong kid. You can't be in here half-stepping. No pussyfooting, though. He's also from Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to come up and hit him now. Uh, He's got the hair for Jersey, too. He looks like Jersey Shore. Well, one of the things I like about him and that I liked about him before the season, and I liked him last year before he got hurt, and I, you know, this is not going to be prattling on for love of of our opponent, but he's just tough. He's a game kind of kid, man. He's a tough kid. And so, you know, you got to match that. You got to you got to have a little what for to you. But luckily, our front four certainly does. I mean, that's one thing that we we possess some toughness there. Well, we all make fun of Dave Dorn because we should. You know, they, they lose games. They got no business losing routinely. No business. No business. No business about it. Always. But I like that offense, and that's where I hope we get our offense to in the next couple of years. Because if if they expose a weakness, they'll go back to it over, over and over and over again. Run the ball, pass the ball, either way. Well, you almost opened the door to a much different conversation that many in this program and certainly the fan base is beginning to have, and I've thought it too, is to when do you pull the trigger on more facets of what you're ultimately going to want to run uh, as an offensive uh, brain trust? You, you know, We're not running... Our offense, meaning Norvell's offense at Memphis, is not really being run here. This is patchwork to play to a skill set that your quarterback possesses, which is smart because you have to be something. If you, you know, you, they tried doing the other stuff early in the year, and we saw how disjointed and convoluted that looked, and what a nightmare that turned out to be. So it was at that moment they realized, okay, that can't exist. We can't have nice things right now. What can we do? Well, this is what this kid can do, and we'll play to it. And then as the relative health of the offensive line improved, they had success with it, in particular against North Carolina on the road where you were a distinct underdog and you won pretty much manhandled UNC. Of course, you know, I mean, the offense wasn't the reason that you beat UMass. UMass just sucks. So really, this, what we're talking about are the two significant wins, Syracuse and North Carolina. Actually, Syracuse, that win looks better all the time to me, but that's another story. At some point, though, again, if you're selling what you are and what you're going to be and how somebody can help you, meaning recruits, yeah, you, you do have to talk to them about other facets of what you want to run and or show them. If you're trying to get a wide receiver in the transfer portal, why on earth would he come here if he thinks this is what you're running? Yeah, well, wait till you see how Chubba Purdy runs this. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, but, to, again, <laughs> if you're a receiver saying, look, man, great, I appreciate the, you know where you're going. I, I, I can see the culture's changed. I like your fight. Yeah, you got a track record back at Memphis. I saw that, too, and it was impressive. But when I watch Florida State, I don't see you guys doing that stuff. I see you're pretty much, you know, you're playing people one-handed. And... You know, I, I want to put up numbers. I want to go to the league. 14 catches in a season ain't going to do that. So I'm looking at your roster here, and I see that <laughs> we got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're Vincent Vega looking around. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it, it's crazy because it is a tough decision 
because you want to give yourself the best opportunity to win football games in the now because that, too, influences recruiting and changes the way collectively the fans feel, the boosters feel, the players feel. And on the other hand, you're like, eh, we're not really showing anything that we want to run right now. I mean, this is one tiny aspect of what we want to do. It is part of what we can do, yeah. but it's one very small aspect. Well, what's interesting is looking at Louisville and NC State, the matchup last week, Louisville ran for over 200 yards on NC State, but a lot of it was because Malik Cunningham mm. was effective in the running game. This yeah. has to be a game plan that looks different than the Clemson one, insofar as Jordan needs to be able to run the ball, and you need to feature that. Well, Because by, by drive three or four on Saturday last week, He's dropping back and going through progressions. Because that- they knew they couldn't run the ball. And I, uh, it's such a tough deal, man. Sometimes you're up against it. Our ass was in the jackpot, huh? Oh, it constantly is. Well, but, I mean, it was in the jackpot before we stepped foot on the field because that matchup is all wrong for us, baby. They are too big, too strong, too deep, too talented up front, manhandled our offensive line in a way that NC State won't. Now, NC State will will have their fair share of success, but they won't do to us what Clemson did because few teams are equipped to do so. So they wanted to run Jordan Travis, but... There's only three of them, too. It's all about the angles their second layer takes. You know, if they're game on that, then, you know, we've got some adjustments to make. Yeah, but and, we'll see. you know, listen, in the wind, yes, exactly. Yes, you have to... I've been preaching this for a long time now, and, you know, you you probably get tired of hearing me and Corey yell at each other back and forth on seminal headlines about this. But, yes, you need a vertical passing game. You need a a balanced – some sort of balance. Some. Now, it doesn't have to be 50-50. You have to have something that makes defenses guard the field, the whole field. I mean, they know that it's pretty easy to, to defend Florida State. Now, again, if you're lacking in personnel, and that's all the more reason that I give praise – to Norvell and Dillingham, who I think have done a pretty good job on the whole post-Jacksonville State of, uh, of, of putting together something that gives them a fighting chance every week. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply we got lee we do that was impressive <laughs> i'm just having fun some good notes there sometimes i forget we're doing a radio show just been me driving down the road listening to Psychedelic Furs. Uh, they're good. Yeah, very good. Uh, so it is that we bring in my man, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. We do it every week at this time. He had a great week last week, 3-1-1 one, one for us here on the show. I'm sure he won for his clients as he's wont to do. Lee, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, crazy games last week. I mean, yours was the craziest ending, but... <laughs> that happens like three or four times a year now. I feel like it does too. I've noticed that uh, when I saw the play, and you could almost see it in slow motion. 
as it pertains to gambling, of course, I'm like, oh, somebody's about to get screwed. Um, but uh, or or win a game they had no business winning. You know, like right. like if you if you had taken Clemson and gave the nine and a half, you're like, oh my god, did I just oh, win this? When you're in the sports book and that happens. Oh, it's the best. Else wins and you lose, you just want to punch them in the face, right? Oh yeah, they're running halfway down the hall to go get a drink and celebrate their winnings. Meanwhile, you right. fall to your knees and go, are you effing kidding me? I was on the right side of this game. Yeah, for, 15, for 59 minutes and 59 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happens. Trailed. They never trailed above the spread until that last play. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but you're right, it does happen a lot. Uh, we've yep. seen it happen. It's always highlighted on bad beats. Everybody sees it and goes, oh, my God, this is going to happen. And the weirdest part about it is that play never works. It never works when you yeah. watch people p- pitching it all around. It always ends with a touchdown for the other team. It's crazy. Right, right. Uh, but you have no other choice. No, you're trying anything desperate. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, all right, so yeah. I, I was telling folks earlier this week, I would not bet this game. I can't touch Florida right now with a right. 10-foot pole because I don't know where their head's at. Their head coach says something every week that sounds like he's trying to get fired. Uh, I don't know what to do with Dan Mullen and Florida giving 18 to South Carolina. I know South Carolina sucks, but I don't know if Florida cares to play the game. How are you looking at this one? Yeah, um, I think it's a tough game. So I think that um, I think that their heads may not be in it. I think that uh, you can't trust them. They haven't even decided on a quarterback here. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, we're, we're we're going to week nine. Haven't decided on a quarterback. And the last two minutes of the first half of that collapse against Georgia was an epic collapse. So what do they have to play for? Nothing. South Carolina had a bye. They're not any good no. to prepare for it. And I, I think Florida, if I had to pick a side, we always do the Florida, Florida State, Miami game. Sure. If they had to prepare for it, um, I think they might. And, and I think if you have to pick a side, you go with Florida to win 35-24 with South Carolina to cover. Whew. Yeah, don't. I think kids, you can hear it there. Myself and Lee are telling you, don't bet this game. <laughs> Just leave it alone. Miami's giving ten to Georgia Tech. All of a sudden, with Van Dyke at quarterback, Miami looks like a team that could win the Coastal. I mean, it's crazy to look at this team playing hard, playing smart, playing well, looking like they have some offensive prowess. This is amazing. I mean, it looks like Manny Diaz is going to save his job. Do you give the 10 to Georgia Tech, who I think is going in the wrong direction? So I think that as long as he wins three out of four, he's coming back. And shouldn't be too tough. They're going to be favored in every single game. Now, Georgia Tech, whenever <laughs> it looks like Miami should roll. Yeah, Tech rises up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were 7-1 and one against them at one point in the last eight games, and then the last three they've covered. Jeff Sims is a... I wouldn't want him as my quarterback, but there's a couple times a year where he just plays out of his mind. I mean, and then there's sometimes he's the type of quarterback he can throw four interceptions in a game and even fumble it a couple times. He's that quarterback that's running along, just drops the ball. He's that guy. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. No, I wouldn't want him either. And it's funny because he was committed to Florida State, and of course, then when he didn't come, then Georgia Tech beat Florida State. Everybody said, "See, we should have got Jeff Sims." I'm yeah. like, "No, he kind of sucks. It's just that we're yeah. bad." I remember. I remember that game. He, yeah. yeah, he wasn't that great in the game. No. Just that the Florida State was terrible. Yes, in that game. But um, so I think they're going to play hard, Georgia Tech. If the line's like six, six and a half, I'll take Miami. But ten and a half, I think the right side here is probably Georgia Tech. I don't know if Miami. You can trust them 
to win by pretty much two touchdowns at this point. I think they're still young. There's some talented kids on the roster, true freshmen, and they're getting a lot of playing time now. But um still think Miami is untrustable. Let's put it that way. Miami wins uh, 37-28, but Georgia Tech covers. I have a quick question for you. Yeah. I'm curious. If I'm a Miami fan, and yeah. you are, if I'm a Miami fan, am I pissed that they're going to win these games and now i got to bring Manny Diaz back? Because we both know he's not the guy. Yeah. I am, personally. So. <laughs> Watch these games. Well, why don't you have you ever rooted against Florida State so a coach gets fired? I wanted Jeff Bowden out of here in the worst way, and I rooted for his continued failures so it would expedite okay. the process. Yes. So I never thought going back to like two thousand one, two thousand two. I thought never thought that I would root against Miami, but I have in pretty much every, at the ending of every regime. So you know, right. it was Randy Shannon. Yeah, you trying to get him out? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's over. You, I just want the. the I mean, it, it pains me to root against Miami, but uh, you know, you, you just sit there. You're almost numb. It's watching a game numb is what it is. You know what you do? Here's what I have figured out. I can't root against Florida State. I cannot. Okay. But I can watch a game and see an individual's failures who I'd like to see removed. Right. And remain emotionless about it. I can That's look at it. Probably more what I do. I take notes. Yeah. And and you should see my notes. When we're winning and we were good, I mean, there weren't that many notes. When you're losing, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. every single play, I mean, I can find almost one or two guys not doing their job. And and what's scary about Miami, they're still, you look at their linebackers. Watch 11, 17, and 44. Flag, mm-hmm. uh, Jennings, one other guy. They are so bad in open space. They are slow. They don't anticipate. There, there was times... I think two of the three against Pittsburgh quarterback ran, and he didn't even have to make a move. He just ran by him, and they were still four or five yards away from him. And I mean, he just took off like like he was gaining. It was like a, a thoroughbred, like, <laughs> you know, a, a, a horse that's getting ready to go to the glue factory. I mean, these are guys that are getting Miami. They don't have a, a running back. I mean, a linebacker on the roster right now that would start at most junior colleges. So that bad. Well, that's buddy. Welcome to my world. I mean, this yeah. is this is Florida State's linebacking core. Uh, Texas A&M giving four to Auburn in the game of the weekend. Oh, this should be a fun game. Yeah. I think that Jimbo, by having the extra week to prepare, really helps him. He's got some weapons. He's got a couple absolute thoroughbreds at running back. He's got a couple guys sitting on the bench, third, four stringers, that you're going to see them play next year, and you'll be like, God, I, I didn't realize he had that many good running backs. And he's got some wide receivers that can make a play, break a tackle, and go the distance. Whereas I don't think Auburn has those guys. I mean, Bonix has been better cutting down on turnovers, and he did beat LSU and Arkansas on the road. But the Yankee defense is way above, you know, those two defenses. They've got guys rushing the passer at linebacker uh, that can and defensive back to make plays on the ball here. And, and those teams just don't have those guys. Well, LSU did, but they're, you know, they're all done for the year. So I think he's going to dial up a pretty darn good game plan. Auburn lost by eight on the road to Penn State. And A&M is better than Penn State. Give me the Aggies, 30-20. to 20. North Carolina giving two and a half to Wake Forest is a weird thing where yeah. most people see this line. They say, what? Give me Wake Forest all day long. But that Wake Forest defense is beat to hell. They gave up, what was it, 50 points to Army? I, it's a weird team. They're very, very impressive for the season that they're having, but I'm not surprised to see Carolina favored. Are you? 
I thought it would be about a pick em. Okay. I, I think it should be about a pick em. So here's the thing with North Carolina. They rem- There's like four or five teams, three that come to mind that are not playing up to their potential. Now, Coastal Carolina and Liberty return practically their whole team and aren't the same team this year. North Carolina, their defense, they return 10 of 11 guys, except for Surratt, a middle linebacker. They return everyone. They return their whole offensive line. Their offensive line stinks this year. It's the same guys. It's crazy. Now, we knew they were, you know, they had lost their receivers and running, running backs. backs and, yeah. and they haven't been able to find guys that are at that level. I understand that. But, you know, that that's 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 Mac Brown. Mac Brown when the expectations are high, he he, he goes in the you know what. Correct. Um uh, uh, the latrine <laughs> when <laughs> when there's no expectations is when he surprises people and and that's what happened last year so i don't know if you know this wake force's 8 no start is their best start matches their best start since world war 2 <laughs> it's the first time they've ever been ranked in the top 10 i thought remember the year they went to the orange bowl yes gosh i'd they, forgotten about it but yes yeah they were not ranked in the top 10 i think their offense is scary good i mean are they a top five offense in the country? No, but they're, they have the number five offense statistically because of who they played. They're averaging almost 44 points a game. Battle the Sams here. Um, Wake Forest does have the better coaches, flat out better. Mm-hmm. Battle Sams, I'll take Hartman over Hal in a shootout. Wake Forest, 58-50. I think 58-50 sounds right, yeah, <laughs> somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, all right, NC State's giving two and a half to the Knowles here in Tallahassee. Uh, listen, I, one thing is commendable about Florida State, certainly, is they show up to play each week now. They they got off to that horrible start at the beginning of the year, but they have not laid down. They have fought. They seem to be better in areas, but they are extremely limited from a personnel standpoint and limited from an offensive standpoint. I think that may doom them here. We'll see. But your thoughts on NC State on the road against the Knowles? So I don't think NC State's anything special, but – they, and they lost two key linebackers, two really good linebackers, and an offensive lineman, defensive line. They have taken some hits here, but I think they regained their footing. They talked some smack before the Miami game to the Miami players before the game, and think it cost them. Now they came up with a big stop. I mean, Louisville, I think it was like the twelve yard line, like middle, maybe five six minutes to go in the game against uh, NC State last week. They came up with a big stop. Then they drove down the field and methodically scored a touchdown. That can build some confidence here. Wolfpack has always seemed to play well against Florida State, mm-hmm. 16-5 and five versus Florida State against the spread. And the Knowles, 1-7 against the spread off playing Clemson. I, I still think uh, the undisciplined penalties might end up costing it, uh, Florida State here. I like NC State 30-25. to 25. Game of the week, and I don't think it's going to be much of a game, but I still want to know which side you're on. Alabama minus 28.5 against LSU. How can folks get it, Lee? Just call 800-400-9741. We'll give you that game for free, and uh, I've got a real strong opinion on one side. Actually, had a losing week for my clients last week. We mm. went three one and one on your show, but full disclosure, we had a horrible Saturday and Sunday. But uh, picking up some footing here, we did win Monday, Tuesday, past Wednesday, and won last night. If I would have lost, I had Indianapolis last night up forty two ten. If I lose that game, I probably would have taken <laughs> off today. You probably would have called, and you just would have rang and rang and rang. Am I right? I know somebody who actually got it because they had, what was it, Jets got 16.5 or 17.5, was it, late? No, 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 the, the, line, the line was 10. 10, okay, so, oh, I know what it was. Somebody bet a six-point teaser, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> if he got it, God bless him. You know, <laughs> he, he, should, 
when, when you win a game like that, what I do is if I'm like in Vegas, if I see someone out there with a cup, I, I put a five ten dollar bill in there, yeah. right in there, right now. Yeah, you know, you did. Yeah, you had no yeah. business, right? Yeah, you take care of them. So uh, I, I'm not selling a month this this week. I'm, I just can't do it. I want to prove to people I'm really good on the comeback. So if they want to get involved, seven games on Saturday, seventy seven dollars. Five in the NFL on Sunday, fifty five dollars. It's an instant download as soon as you purchase it. Window pops open with all seven games on Saturday or all five games on. On Sunday, ParamountSports.com. Hey, I'm going to let you go in 30 seconds, but i got to believe that the Hard Rock Sportsbook coming open has got to be good for you, right? Oh, no, no. Now it looks like they're in trouble. So, Well, no, uh, man. No, don't oh, tell yeah, me that news. Not, oh, yeah. Yeah, not good. So I'm going to send you yeah, what send I me just something. got. Uh, ah. Some bad news. Oh, no. And that's you. Come so, on, man. Looks like it could be uh, shut down for a little while. Grand opening, grand closing. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about it later. Be well, good sir. Uh, okay, buddy. All right. Yeah. Take care. Least early. Paramount Sports. Well, damn it. That is not cool. That's what I heard from people who covered the Capitol here in Tallahassee that it could open only to be tied up in the courts immediately. Yeah. But the fact that it got open, I thought it wasn't, I thought it was going to be a non starter. Well, like, I got bets. In the sports book, yeah, so right what do we now. do? What do we do? What do we do? I, I want my money. Um, no, no, no. But <laughs> here, break your yeah, thumbs. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know somebody who represents the paramutuals, and so I knew there was a a bunch of anger in the air. But can we just get our blank together? Let's go. Consenting adult, adults want to make wagers in the state of Florida. Let's go. What are we doing? It's so annoying. Chef Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Our thanks to Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. It's got South Carolina covering, Georgia Tech covering, AM covering, Wake Forest covering, NC State covering, and if you want the Alabama LSU game, ParamountSports.com. At my house, having really fast internet matters, four or five, sometimes even six things connected at the same time, much to my chagrin. But the bottom line is sometimes these things have to work. They Definitely have to work, especially when you're working from home. I have a home studio, all that stuff. Uh, and I rely on our friends at Xfinity to come up big time. So for my lifestyle, for my kids' lifestyle, for all the stuff that we do there at the house in the Cameron household, I rely on Xfinity and uh, all that MBPS, Tom. Yeah, that's right. Megabits per second. Oh, yeah, buddy. And the GBs, the MBPS. Mm, oh, well, yeah. You want big numbers. Yeah. You want the capability. They call that bandwidth, I believe, in the tech circles. Mm. But we used that today, actually. This morning we pushed it to uh, the limit. We had a little bit of Scuttle, and we had a little we bit did. of College Sportsbook. College Sportsbook, State of Florida review there, yeah. Just in general meeting time. Mm-hmm. So we need all those things to work so that we can see each other, have the visual aids. There have been a lot of web meetings this week that, again, require a little bit extra because we're trying to pull off mock broadcasts. So if you, everybody's got a reason that they need good internet. Whatever your reason is, make sure you call Xfinity. 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. That's 1-800-XFINITY. All right, there you go. I'm thinking something weird will happen this weekend. Something weird in the world of football. We're due. I think we're due for something weird. Just because it looks like a rotten slate? The slate's terrible, but maybe we'll get lucky and have some good games. I've been worried about it. I... Uh, one, I, I've I've so thoroughly enjoyed the ability to sit down and watch. Uh, I think three of the last four weekends have featured no fewer than six riveting games. We've been it's like that one weekend where the uh, 
one o'clock for the NFL were insane. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, every ago, game yeah. ended in the waning seconds or went to overtime with a, a, a big play or a last second field goal or something crazy. When, when you get in a roll like that, you get excited. It's it's fun. You can't. It's we had to park your ass Saturday almost two weeks in a row. This slate is terrible. Legitimately, Auburn Texas A and M feels like the only game other than ours, which I'm really excited about because I don't know what's going to happen in that game. I am curious. I'm worried, but at the same time, it is a, it's a two point spread. Obviously, it should be a good game. Yeah, you're right. There are times where you know a midday kick. Given what we do, I'm like, great. I lose the entire Saturday in terms of being able to watch other games because you got pregame stuff, but then there's also prep, you know, for the game itself, kickoff. So in case any logistics need to be done. Game kicks off at 4, post-game. I won't be done until 10 o'clock tomorrow night. That's okay. I looked at this slate. I'm like, no big deal. I'll enjoy the Sunday action, and maybe, just maybe, there'll be some chaos along the way where I can just put it on TV too, but you don't have to bank on it. You're not missing like the greatest show in college football history tomorrow. Now, that said, you're right. It's those weekends where you go, oh, my God, so-and-so is losing. Mm-hmm. Hun, put it on CBS Sports Network. They didn't think this was going to be a big game. It is. I'm looking, uh, too, this is the time of year where you look for coaches, and we've already seen this. Uh, it just happened at TCU, and people have expressed the frustration that he didn't get a chance to kind of finish out the season since he built the program. But there's some ugly things there in terms of that relationship. And so Patterson's out, but you look around the country, coaches are fighting for their job. And that's why I brought it up to Lee. Like, they're stuck in an un- untenable situation. If they keep winning games, they're going to bring that guy back, and they're middling. They're middling. They know that he's not the guy, but they also don't want to have to pay the rumored $8 million buyout if they were to make a move now. So you give him one more year, he's a dead man walking perhaps. But if they keep winning and playing well and putting up numbers. And they've got a quarterback. Yeah. you got a chance. But he's there. You know, I look at Feldman on the Athletics website every week. He does the temperature check thing. And it's kind of fun just to look at the names to see who's in trouble. Like, I don't think anybody cares that Philip Montgomery is – probably in trouble at Tulsa. They don't care that Rod Carey's in trouble at Temple. Uh, it's getting warmer every week. Never heard those names. You know, well, now you have. Uh, maybe things have cooled off for Dino Babers. He looked dead in the water before, but they got a 21-6 to win over yeah. Boston College. He's 5-4. and four. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. Sean Tucker helps things, and you've got him for another couple years up at Syracuse. Then there's Justin Fuente. A lot of this involves the mm-hmm. ACC, and he is uh, – I mean, he almost lost his job last year. Um and they're, what are they, 4-4? Four and four? They did beat Georgia Tech. It was their first win in five games against FBS opponents, their last five games. Yeah. So, also, he has frosty relationships with the fans there in Blacksburg, as one would suspect, given that he has said some weird things in the press. Uh, Billy Napier would be a guy that they'd like to look at at Virginia Tech. Good. Get him the hell out of work. He's at Louisville, right? Yeah. Or I'm uh, Louisiana? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get him the hell out of there before next year. He could transfer all his players out. They can I'd go up. Love yes. That, yeah. Also, the guy that they're looking at, um, you know, Sonny Dykes, could be another guy that they look at there. Scott Frost at Nebraska, and here's the problem, man. I was I was going to be lean towards, hey, you keep him around. They're playing harder. They're playing better. They're losing narrowly. No, man. No, they're three and six. He's ten and twenty-two in Big Ten play. Ten and twenty-two is a toughie. Here's a scenario that gets interesting for you. It's it's potential, but it's not crazy. Seventeen mm. seventeen late third quarter, South Carolina, Florida. Right? Like if you see that and you're doing, you know, you're and then making the rounds twenty to seventeen, and even still, it I mean, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At right? that point, you're thinking, oh my god, they're gonna blow that thing up. It's over. 
That is it's entirely possible. He does not have a lot of good relationships in Gainesville. Correct. And so they it may be to where it gets untenable because the relationship with the Bull Gators and that program and then the administration is in love with Dan because he's a, a blockhead. So, you know, you have a knuckle dragger for a coach who says dumb things and causes PR nightmares on the regular, then basically all but tells you he doesn't really care about recruiting. That's a toughie. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. And here. yet he still has significantly more recruits than Manny Diaz. Very interesting. See how much longer that lasts. If you lose to South Carolina, I yeah. think uh, – well, that's a that's not a good South Carolina team at all. That's the thing. It's like if you're looking for who's coming and who's going, and who who do have who do we have the opportunities with? If there are any Florida Florida State battles, I don't think there are that many. But if there are, maybe that favors us. But then you know the Miami thing. If we've got fifty fifties, Miami shows out again this weekend. Offense looks good in a win over Georgia Tech. They're coming up to town next week. What we thought a few weeks ago, which mm, is, mm-hmm. oh, buddy, look at the second half of the schedule. It's gettable. All of a sudden turns back to what we thought it was before the season began, which is, eh, this was always going to be tough. Walt Bell's on this list, 2-22 and 22 in his time at UMass. You won't find anybody more ambitious than Walt Bell. That's according to Walt Bell. And already, Steve Adazio has found his way on the list at Colorado State. There we go. <laughs> Come on in, man. Come mm-hmm. on on, Stevie. Let's Pastries do our, and pigskin. Let's do our wine show together, buddy. Let's get this thing going here. Come to Tallahassee. We'll have fun on the airwaves. Oh, there he's <laughs> saying something to you. Oh, Adazio is? I didn't have the screen there he up. Is, there yeah. he is. Oh, hey. Powerful language. <laughs> Steve's pissed. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with us.